what's up y'all it's your girl miracle sims and i'm getting ready to tell you all the easiest way to make your own podcast and that's with anchor by spotify friends listen all you got to do is either download the anchor app or go to anchor.fm and they have everything you need in one place you can record edit and they'll even distribute it and the best thing about it is that it's absolutely free so if you're ready to start your new journey today then go ahead and download the app or go to the website anchor.fm just like yours truly Welcome back to God, Sex, and Love. I have here Miss Jazz James. Hey, Miss Jazz, how you doing? Hey, I'm doing great. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm so glad to have you. Uh, yeah, well, this is our first time meeting face to face, kind of, you know. Yes, yes, it is. <laughs> I know we had a, um, a very long, in depth conversation. I think I cried at everything first time we talked. <laughs> so um, it's nice to finally, you know, put a face to the, the voice and all that. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> now I've seen you more than you've seen me because I've been following your your show and and your lives and things like that. So. Oh well, thank you so much. I hope good. Hopefully, we're entertaining. You know. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, awesome. Well, Miss James, or oh, the people don't know, or maybe they do know, but basically, um, I got in touch with Miss James because. Um, as you guys know, I just did a film, it's called Strip, and um, one of my reasons or one of my whys was to um, somehow get involved with real women going through this type of uh, situation that my character was going through in the film. And so I reached out to several organizations um, across the, U- the U.S., and Miss um, James was one of the ones to get back to me, and I, you know, and... Um, she's the one, one of the first groups that we've actually partnered with. And I say we, like me and you guys like to love <laughs> um, that we partnered with. Um, and it's interesting because I know there's a group here in Atlanta as well. And it's not that I don't want to partner with them because um, I, I may partner with them as well. But I just really felt, um, I guess maybe after our conversation, I really felt like a connection to you all. And um, so, I mean, I guess you technically are the first group that I'm partnering with, with, with you know, stripping my involvement and everything like that. So... I don't know, like, how, how was it on your end just getting this random email from this random girl? <laughs> well, um, usually I don't even respond to those emails because there's a lot of weird people out there and we just have to be very, very careful. And mm. so, but after I talked to you, I just knew God wanted us to, to work together some way, somehow. It just was so evident. And actually, the fact that we actually even talked was a miracle in itself because I just don't usually make those phone calls back. Um, wow. But I'm excited. I know God is going to do amazing things through through the movie, um, through our relationship. I don't know what he has in store, but I know good things are getting ready to happen. Yes, yes. I'm, I'm excited as well. And I mean, um, actually, like I told you that day, and the thing that made me cry that day was just that knowing because when you feel like you led to do something right and then you just don't know if you're making the right decision sometimes I, I've been there and well that's where I was when it came to 
me even auditioning or accepting the role and everything like that. But then eventually the thing that, you know, outside of having my husband's approval or my husband's support put like that and, and things like that, it was like, okay, Merkel, why are you getting involved in this type of film? And it's like, well, at the end of the day, for me, I was like, this could be any woman's story. Like this could easily have been my story if my, my life was a little different, you know? So why not tell this woman's story um, and then not only just that, but then go deeper into when it comes to us as Christians, how we look at individuals and stuff, because I, girl, don't get me into this whole topic. Lord, I don't know why <laughs> this just came to my mind. But um, because I was trying to talk to other filmmakers, like there was three reasons um, why I, I did this film. One was for younger women, because right now, um, this type of lifestyle and this type of uh, work or whatever the case is, is celebrated in a way where it's like, hey, this is a great thing to do. Um, so young girls coming up are going to look at that and think, hey, yeah, I should get into it. Um, so I thought the film itself kind of shows the other side of the coin of what um, getting into this lifestyle can do to your life. And then I felt like with me being the person um, and the thing that was missing in the film was the element of Christ because you know, I feel like maybe if my my character had either encountered God or had some type of relationship with Christ, then perhaps her story would have been a little bit different, especially towards the end. So, and I felt like, so one of the questions that I had for myself was like, why can't Christian filmmakers, for example, create a film like this? It doesn't have to be with every, you know, showing all the skin or whatever the case is, but you can, I felt, for me, I felt like we could create films that tackle these real issues without, but still, you know, maintaining the, you know, Christ and everything like that, but then share the message of Christ at the end of the day. Um, so that was the other reason, one of the other reasons I um, joined as well, to have this conversation with other Christians to say like, hey, you know, there, these are real issues that people are tackling and we should, we should also have the conversation and not just in a way of condemning, but also in a way of like, you know, I guess things like what you do and stuff. And then, of course, like I said, the third reason was for the women that are actually already in it and partnering with organizations to either, you know, support in some type of way or, you know, whatever the case is. So I guess with all of that being said, <laughs> um, obviously, you're already doing all of these things already um, in regards to, you know, I guess when it comes to younger girls and then people that are actually in it. And then also, you know, being a Christian, doing this type of ministry. So. There's so much I know that you can share probably in all of those topics. I mean, um, I guess we can start first things first. Like what, you know, when it comes to Lace Ministries, uh, how did it begin for you? Or how did you uh, come up with this concept? Oh, Lace Ministries evolved out of a, it was, it was a grad school project. And, mm -hmm. and it actually stemmed from one class. And um, it was a multicultural class my multicultural ministries class. And I had to pick a culture that I was going to work with or write papers about for the whole semester. And I never could find one that I liked. And then I saw this news story about strip church network and about doing strip club ministry. And I knew immediately, I mean, immediately I knew not only was that my culture for this semester, but that is what I was going to do with my life. I knew it. God just, just showed it to me in that moment. And I know it sounds, a lot of people are like, that's just crazy. God did not talk to you and tell you to do strip club ministry, but he did. <laughs> he really did. I just, I knew in that instant, 
And when I graduated, I had my master's. I'm all important now. I got my master's. I have a piece of paper that says I'm really smart and I can do this. But I was sitting on the couch the next day and just scared, you know, because now I'm out of school and now I have to put my money where my mouth is. I had, I had spent my whole grad school career talking about I was going to do this ministry. Mm. And when I graduated, I had a fully formed ministry. The only thing I didn't have was the action behind it. I had a lot of, um, a lot of stuff on paper, but, but no action. And mm. so the very next day I was like, okay, I can either do this or I can sit on the couch and watch TV for the rest of my life. But if I don't do it, I'm not going to. Because each, I knew each day that would go by after that, it would be easier to just not do it. And so I just said, okay, right now I declare Lace Ministries is formed. And we just, I, a friend jumped in with me and we started doing prostitute outreaches that very weekend. Wow. Wow. Like that, I, just that right there is, is a message. Like, you know, man, okay, okay. Where can we begin? Like, um, <laughs> so, um, when it comes, so, man, like I said, there's just so much that I resonate with. Cause it, like you said, being led to do something that others may question, you know, being like, oh, that didn't say, that God didn't tell you to do that. Just like people told me God didn't tell me to do the film, you know? And I'm like, but at the end of the day, if I didn't do the film, I probably, one, would not be having this conversation. Two, we probably wouldn't have met, you know what I'm saying? Right. And three, it's like, I mean, I don't know what my involvement has helped do so far, but, you know, I guess you only, you know that, but my thing is like, Things happen for a reason, and, and my but if people don't get it, I guess it's, it's not for them to get. And I think that was one of the things I've learned recently in regards to my decision and stuff. But so aside from that, um, um, yeah. And then what you just said about the fact that you know, were you going to do it or not? Like, and coming to that crossroads of just being like, you know, I either I need to go ahead and make this move, or you know, I'm never going to do it. And that, I feel like people come to that crossroad a lot and that kind of, it makes us stagnant and it kinds of just, yeah, I mean, you just need to make the choice to go ahead and then just move forward and use what you got and do what you can with what you have. And and I'm sure like between then and now, like what, what, what would you say has been the, either the growth or like what has happened between then and now for you? Oh, wow. Um, we started out, we were, it was gonna be a little hobby, a little hobby ministry that I did um, in my little town of San Angelo, Texas. And I would do it once a, you know, one day a month and that would be it. And I was gonna take all these little gifts into these entertainers in the strip clubs and we were gonna minister to the prostitutes and, and they were just gonna love us. <laughs> and, um, you know, they, they were going to receive Jesus and they were going to walk out saved and just raise their arms up to heaven and thank us. And I wish I could say that's what happened. <laughs> but um, I learned early on, you have to be very patient in this kind of ministry. Nothing happens quickly. Um, the uh, I, I think we have people always, especially pastors, they'll, they'll ask me what my success rate is. And I always say, you know, you have to ask me or you have to tell me what your definition of success is. 
because if you're asking me how many people have left the club, I can't tell you that. It's a very transient population. They they go from club to club to club, and we may not see somebody for months, and then all of a sudden there they are again. So, or we may not ever see them again, and we don't know if they left the industry. You know, I mean, we don't know, mm-hmm. and that's not success to me. To me, success is when an entertainer calls me at two in the morning and says, I just left the club and I'm just depressed and can you just pray for me? Mm. Or a naked woman walks up to me in the club and says, will you pray with me right now? My daughter is sick. Or I have a group of women, you know, five or six women that come to me when I walk into the club and we're standing in front of the main stage and everybody's holding hands and praying because they want me to pray that they just have a good night and they're safe and you know it just brings them comfort and I mean those are successes when somebody calls and says hey I need help with the resume can you I don't even know how to do that can you help me do that and you know or you know hey I need school supplies for my daughter um, and, and I don't have any money and I'm not going to be able to work for another week or so. Can you help me out? To me, those are successes because they know that they can call on us and we'll be there for them no matter what. They know that we're not going to judge them. We're not going to say, well, you're making all this money. Where is it? You know, it, it's I don't care. They called us. Of course, we're going to help. You know, that's why we're there. And through forming these relationships with them, then when they're ready to leave the club, then we can be there to help them do that. But you know, our our goal is not for them to leave the club. Our goal is for them to know that they can count on us and that we can tell them that Jesus loves them. Mm. What, what the Holy Spirit does after they have that information, that's between her and the Holy Spirit. I don't, all I have to do is, is share God's love. That's all I'm called to do as a Christian. I'm not called to point fingers. I'm not called to do any of those things. Just tell people Jesus loves them and let them see his love through me. Wow. So, and I know I didn't answer your question. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, you want question. My goodness. Like, whoever's watching, if you ain't got a word now by now, and we ain't even know how many minutes we are in. But golly, the first thing that resonates is, what do you define as success? Like all of that, <laughs> all of that. But so many times we think success is the end result. It's not. Success is the process. Mm-hmm. Success comes from taking the steps and working the process. And we have because our American society has put this success. Um, narrative on us and that's not even what life is all about life is about the struggle if you're not struggling you're not living so whoever's just sitting there not struggling (laughs) you need to get a life (laughs) man like that just reminds me again what I was saying to some of those um (laughs) it was like a group of Christian filmmakers and every now and then in the group they'll be like oh, you know, people think our work is cheesy or how can we get better, you know, over X, Y, and Z. And then here I come in like, hey, so guys, I just did this film and it made me wonder like, why can't we create content like this film, you know, in a Christian way and like talk about real stuff and real issues. But, you know, cause I feel like even the film that I just did, like clearly 
perhaps the the woman that put the film together maybe didn't necessarily think outreach or something like that um and then no i, I don't want to ruin it for you because I mean, <laughs> but um <laughs> like like take, take me to future conversation right now <laughs> now um <laughs> no, you know there isn't necessarily redemption when it comes to the character and i and i know that that's a main thing when it comes to okay i guess we can only show and christian films we can only show downsides if we show the upsides but it's like why don't we be real about real issues you know why don't we talk about real subjects like I mean, even the whole thing of god sex and love like mm -hmm. it's the whole it's all in love to me because it's like i feel like we instead of being real about stuff we'll sweep stuff under, under the rug or we'll act like we're perfect mm -hmm. and like that we never needed grace you know god's grace and mercy like oh you know i'm gonna look down on the person or the stripper or whoever you know like like god didn't help you with whatever you was going through you know so i don't know i mean i, I put it out there i think a couple of people might have understood where i was coming from the rest of them they you know wanted to shun me uh, put the bible throw the bible at me and then also tell me that god didn't tell me to do it and i'm like well god already confirmed that he told me to do it because I mean, like I said, that conversation I had with you was probably the way it really hit home to be like, wow, there it is. Because, you know, again, I think before we had that conversation, I still was kind of doubting or still kind of wondering, like, you know, did I make the right decision? But then um, realizing that not only did you understand, but then you um, just knowing, like, the things that you guys are looking to do with the organization and stuff kind of already goes along the lines of what I was planning on doing too. So I was like, cool, that, that, there we go, you know? Um, so, so, okay, so can you can you share like all the different aspects of things that you all do as Lace Ministries? Can can you get, give us a glimpse of all those things? Yeah, our primary <laughs> focus, our primary focus is outreach. You know, when we go into the strip clubs, we go to um, the tracks where the prostitutes are, and um, we go into um, porn venues, we go into um, drag venues, we go wherever we know to go, and we just tell people that Jesus loves them. That is our primary focus, and that will never change. But we've learned that, um, or we've just felt the call that we need to start reaching out to other women who might be struggling. And so um, we're, we've started offering classes. Um, the first one is for it's girls in social media and how do teen or preteen and early teenage girls learn to navigate social media? Well, they do it by doing it. And that's not always the best way to learn. And they don't have the social skills to to navigate some of those things. Like, you know, when a boy asks for a, a nude photo, you know, and it's a boy that she wants to go out with and she doesn't want to disappoint him because as females, we're conditioned to please our man, even at a very, very young age. And even if he's not our man yet. And mm -hmm. so, you know, we have this conditioning and so they send it. And it's not something that's normally in their character and it doesn't make them a bad person. It's they didn't know how to navigate that situation. And so we're teaching this class that will help them learn how to do that and how to say no and it's okay to say no. And and just, you know, why you don't bully on social media and how that stuff is there forever and, and how you do have a social media footprint. And people are gonna see what you post on social media years down the road when you're applying for a job. And I know that's true because when I was a boss, I, and, and even with my current volunteers, heck yeah, I stalk their Facebook and <laughs> I'm going to see what they're really all about. And so I know those things happen and they need to know they happen too. 
Um, another class that we're going to offer is um, for um, like 10, 11 year old girls and their moms. When I used to be a juvenile probation officer and the common thread was she used to be my best friend and now I don't know what happened. She's like a demon child. And okay, well, puberty is what happened. <laughs> so we want to get them, you know, 9, 10, 11 years old, and we want to teach them those skills, those communication skills and that sort of thing. So then when she does turn into the demon, we, they have built that foundation and they, they have a place to work from mm -hmm. instead of just name calling and, and slamming doors and that sort of thing. Um, and then our third series of classes will be um, for women who just kind of feel lost, like, you know, they're caught, their mom, they're a wife, they're all those things, but they're not themselves anymore. And to just kind of help them figure out who they are and, and what their purpose or calling is in life besides being a mom and being a wife. Not that those are not noble things, but, but we each need to have something that's our own. Yes, so, yes. Wow. So, I mean, it's so it's, it's expanded beyond just the, the outreach of what you what you originally decided that there you go, man. I think that, that's beautiful. I think there's a lot of great things that you all are doing um, and that you have done and everything like that. I'm glad to be involved, you know, so um, I see that I see you have merch, you know, that this is one of yeah. your yeah. Right, and then you have one on there as well. This was one of our very first t-shirts and none of these are available anymore. This is a Lace Ministries classic. Okay. <laughs> we're looking, it was so popular, we're looking at bringing it back. We give all our entertainers t-shirts mm. at Christmas and at Easter. And so I think we're gonna bring this one back for, for our Christmas outreaches. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, so, um, and then they'll be on the website after that. Yes. Um, Okay. So, I mean, we'll definitely, we'll put the website up. It's uh, laceministries.org. Um, I also was able to get some goodies I was not expecting came through the mail. So tell me about, um, so this is kind of like what you all would give to some of the ladies, right? Well, no, actually that is, we call it our prayer packet. It's like a subscription box. Okay. And, uh, and it, it includes, um, let's see, it does include a gift, like what we take into the club, like that. That book is our Jesus Love Strippers Bible. Mm -hmm. um, and then they get those every Easter, we give those out. And um, I sent one to you because I knew you didn't have one. But it's yeah. the Gospel of Mark. <laughs> and it um, has stories about um, being a stripper, leaving the industry, being in the strip industry in some way. And they love it because um, the cover on the book says Jesus loves strippers. And yeah. they, um, every time we have a new entertainer, we try to get them one. Um, but a lot of times they'll ask us and they'll say, hey, can I get one of those books? And they don't even call it a Bible. They just call it a book. And, and so it's, it's like a hot commodity in the ministry. And, nice. and then I think you you did receive like a, a mask, a makeup mask. Yes. Um, yes, a cosmetic mask. Uh -huh. um, and then that was what we took into the clubs for October. And then, yeah, the mm -hmm. only, the only um, Halloween mask you need this year, or yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, and then there is a bio of somebody from the entertainment industry. So I think for, let's see, I think for October, it was, it's a, it's the brochure. Oh, brochure. 
This one? No. No, that's the devotion. Okay. There's a devotion. Oh, this one. Yes. And okay. so that is um, one of the entertainers or somebody within the industry will write a bio. And it's just so people can get a feel for what it's like doing what they do. And why are they stripping? Why are they involved in the industry in some way? And I think this month it was actually written by um, one of the managers. And so we get a whole different perspective. Wow. So, um, and then there's a devotion written by somebody in the ministry. Um, and those devotions we actually take to the clubs as well. So they get one of those in their gift bags as well. Nice. Um, and some of them, they say that's, that's how they go to church because they don't feel comfortable walking into church. So, wow. and then there's a newsletter, um, there's a Bible, a newsletter. Um, and I, I just happened to notice, you know, somebody was featured in the newsletter last yeah. month. Yes. <laughs> I was like, wow. <laughs> and then there's a Bible reading plan for the month. So you, um, and we always give the current month and the next month in case um, we're a little late getting it to you the next month. You're not missing out on any days of reading your Bible. Yes. So, um, and that's our prayer packet. It's a twenty dollars subscription packet. Um, just, I mean, it's it's mainly just we want to teach people what what it's like to be the industry in the industry and what these women go through. They are real people, and mm -hmm. we want the rest of the world to understand they're real people. And you know, the reasons that people strip are varied. They are so varied, and it could be because they need to support their kids. They have three or four kids and um, maybe they don't really have an education. And so they can either go work at McDonald's, but then they can't pay for their childcare or they can strip and a family member because it's at night, a family member or their husband or somebody can um, be home with the kids. And so it works for them. You know, it, it's, and the reason they can't just leave and go get another job is because that works for them and it works really well. And so, you know, I tell people all the time, I can't tell somebody to leave the industry unless I have something better to offer them. And I will never tell somebody to leave the industry until I have something better to offer them. And so if they're working three nights a week and making a thousand dollars in those three nights or more, depending on the city, then how can I say, okay, well, you need to go work at McDonald's for minimum wage and you're going to have to work 30 something hours and then you'll probably have to work two jobs because that's not going to pay your bills and, you know, you're not going to see your kids much. Sorry. You know, how, how, what gives me the right to say that to them? So, um, you know, this is what works and they're going to do what works. Usually they're great moms and they do it for their kids. They do it because they want to spend time with their kids. They want to go to the school programs. They want to be the room mom. They, you know, they want to do all those things and the soccer practices and all that stuff. And so this gives them that availability to do those things. Others just like to strip. They just, they really, really like it. And we've had, you know, we had one that the very first time we walked into the club, she said, why are you here? Well, I'm here to tell you Jesus loves you and give you this gift. <laughs> and she said, well, I'll take your gift, but I don't need to hear about Jesus or anything. And I said, that's fine. You know, well, I made it a point every month after that to seek her out and to make sure she saw me and to give her a gift and to say, hey, how are you doing? And, and that was it. Well, after about six months, she said, you really aren't here to tell us to leave 
stripping or anything like that. And I said, no, I just want you to know Jesus loves you. And she said, oh, okay. Well, after that, she became our biggest spokesperson. And whenever there was a new entertainer, she would bring them to us. This is the church ladies. And <laughs> they just, they'll give you a gift. You just take it. You don't have to give them any money or anything. And they're really nice. And if you have any problems, you can talk to them. And yeah, for years she's done that. And then um, last year she came up to me and she said, and she told me, she said, I will never stop stripping. I will strip until the day I die. Well, or at least until I can't climb upon the pole anymore, but I will always strip. they are real people and mm -hmm. we want the rest of the world to understand they're real people and you know the reasons that people strip are varied they are so varied and it could be because they need to support their kids they have three or four kids and um maybe they don't really have an education and so they can either go work at mcdonald's but then they can't pay for their child care or they can strip and a family member because it's at night a family member or their husband or somebody can um be home with the kids and so it works for them you know it, it's and the reason they can't just leave and go get another job is because that works for them and it works really well and so you know i tell people all the time i can't tell somebody to leave the industry unless i have something better to offer them and I will never tell somebody to leave the industry until I have something better to offer them. And so if they are working three nights a week and making $1,000 in those three nights or more, depending on the city, then how can I say, okay, well, you need to go work at McDonald's for minimum wage and you're going to have to work 30 something hours and then you'll probably have to work two jobs because that's not going to pay your bills and you know, you're not going to see your kids much. Sorry. You know, how, how, what gives me the right to say that to them? So, um, you know, this is what works and they're going to do what works. Usually they're great moms and they do it for their kids. They do it because they want to spend time with their kids. They want to go to the school programs. They want to be the room mom. They, you know, they want to do all those things and the soccer practices and all that stuff. And so this gives them that availability to do those things. Others just like to strip. They just, they really, really like it. And we've had, you know, we had one that the very first time we walked into the club, she said, why are you here? And I said, well, I'm here to tell you Jesus loves you and give you this gift. <laughs> and she said, well, I'll take your gift, but I don't need to hear about Jesus or anything. And I said, that's fine. You know, well, I made it a point every month after that to seek her out and to make sure she saw me and to give her a gift and to say, hey, how are you doing? And, and that was it. Well, after about six months, she said, you really aren't here to tell us to leave stripping or anything like that and I said no I just want you to know Jesus loves you and she said oh okay well after that she became our biggest spokesperson 
And whenever there was a new entertainer, she would bring them to us. This is the church ladies. And <laughs> they just, they'll give you a gift. You just take it. You don't have to give them any money or anything. And they're really nice. And if you have any problems, you can talk to them. And yeah, for years she's done that. And then um, last year she came up to me and she said, and she told me, she said, I will never stop stripping. I will strip until the day I die. Well, or at least until I can't climb upon the pole anymore, but I will always strip. I said, you, you do you, you <laughs> that's great. If you can, if you can hang out that long, that's great. <laughs> and she came up last year and she said, so I did something. And I said, well, what'd you do? And she said, well, I enrolled in college. And I said, you did. And well, she said, yeah, I just decided that I can't strip till the day I die. So I need to have a, an exit plan. So, um, and she's, she's like a straight A student. She's doing really well. So, well, you know, um, their reasons are their reasons, but their reasons for getting out will be their reasons for getting out too. Exactly, exactly. And then just the impact, just your presence had, uh, is, that just spoke volumes to me. Um, so, man, I think one of the beautiful things I actually shared it before I started um, with you in the introduction was that I love what the, um, this here said, it says we are called to go into all the world, not just the places we feel comfortable. Yes. Like I, that resonated a lot as well. Um, I mean, I'm sure there's a lot we can talk about, man. I know we can, <laughs> I don't want to be for your time and everything. Um, uh, let me see. I know I usually do. Yeah, let me do this first. So um, I usually do like in regards to wrapping up and everything like that, try to ask, you know, do you, if there's anything that you think that, hey, we haven't talked about that you really want to let people know or, um, or whatever, like, what, what would that be? Um, I think I would want people to know that these women are not going to leave the, the strip industry because you tell them to. They're not going to walk into your church because you think they should. They're not. And we need to wrap our heads around that. And then we need to be a little more creative in how we minister to not just them, but other populations as well. And we need to quit expecting people to walk into our buildings where we are and we need to start going to where they are. Christianity was never meant to be a spectator sport. And somewhere along the line, we started benching ourselves and watching what's going on instead of getting out there and doing something. I never expect, you know, Lace Ministries has grown. We started out our little hobby ministry with 25 entertainers, and now we serve um, five cities, two countries, and 300 plus entertainers. And that includes strippers, prostitutes, and drag, and, and cam girls, and, and the whole gamut. I never expected that. And I ask God all the time, why did you pick me to do this? And all I ever hear back from God is because I said, go and you went. And that's all, all anybody has to do is put their feet on the ground and say, okay, God, I'm going. And he'll tell you where to go. Now, if you told me 10 years ago, I was going to be doing this, I would have laughed at you because this is not what I had planned for my life. But you know what? I would not do anything else for anything in the world. This is exactly where God wants me, and I don't want to be anywhere else. My, oh my God! Like, <laughs> <laughs> hey, come on, Miss Jag, you better. All right, well, I get. Well, look, you don't, you don't hit me with something, so I might hit you with something. I don't know if you're ready. <laughs> 
So as you know, um, you know, I, I, I recently had a, a, a shindig for the re release of my film. Yes. You know, and uh, and you know that part of it was to, you know, raise some funds, X, Y, and Z. So uh, basically after I had a discussion with my husband, we decided that, um, you know, all the funds we raised, the tickets and posters, whatever comes that night, we're gonna give to Lace Ministries. Oh my gosh, that is so, such a blessing. Oh, thank you so much. So whatever the number is, you know what I'm saying? Just expect that to come to Lace Ministries. None yeah. coming in person. <laughs> much. Um, and, and you know, that is another thing that um, people think that because we're a large ministry on paper anyway, um, that that we have a lot of funding and that sort of thing. We don't have any, we have two churches that provide us checks every month um, that doesn't even cover even the most basic of needs of this ministry. Um, we rely totally on God, completely 100% on God to fund this ministry. There's no government grants. There's nothing like that. It's whatever God sends us. And it's a scary place to be. But I was just praying this morning, God, what are we going to do? Because Christmas outreaches are coming up and, and you know, we, we don't even have anything for our Christmas outreaches yet. And then you tell me something like that. And it's just, I see God answering prayers all the time through this ministry. And, you know, and that's why I wouldn't be anywhere else because I see God move through this ministry. And I don't want to miss out on that. So thank you very much. You're welcome. You're welcome, man. Look, look, I ain't gonna be the only way to hear you out over here. <laughs> well, I am. <laughs> yeah. Um, and actually, I know, well, I did want to chit chat about this. I know we just kind of wrapped it up in a way, but um, if, if you think we have time, let me see. I don't know. If you think we got a few minutes. Um, if you want to talk about like, you know, how has COVID impacted you all and, and you know, your, your um, the people that you are reaching out to and um, yeah, I guess you can just kind of, you know, wanna, if you wanna talk about that. Um, okay, um, yeah, COVID really hit us hard because the governor of Texas closed down all the clubs. Like I know that happened in other states as well. And so all the bars and clubs were closed um, and that meant our women couldn't work. Um, a lot of them ended up camming, cam modeling, you know, online porn sort of stuff. Um, a lot of women ended up in prostitution and we've lost touch actually with some of the women that went into prostitution and we're trying to find them because we're afraid they got cut up, I'm sorry, got caught up in a situation and maybe they're being trafficked now or something like that. Um, because those are real dangers when you, when you take that route. Um, so we're just trying to get in contact with everybody. Um, a lot of what we had to do was take women food boxes and pay the utilities and that sort of thing. Um, because, you know, like I said, they can't, they couldn't just go get a job. It's just not that easy to just go get a job, um, especially when all the restaurants are closed. And, and so the jobs that they were qualified for weren't hiring. Um, some of them we had in Texas, we had what was called gig unemployment, which is, you know, if you're a gig worker, you could get unemployment. Well, some of the women were able to get it and some of them weren't. There wasn't any rhyme or reason. I think it was just whoever was stamping the forms that day and, and what they felt, felt about um, sex work. So um, 
you know, we had those issues to navigate. We had one entertainer who, um, she moved to Virginia right when COVID hit and their clubs got shut down. And so about a month later, she came back here so that she could work. And as soon as she got here, our club shut down. And so she was stuck here for several months, her and her girlfriend. And then they ended up going back to Virginia. Somehow they got some money from somewhere and went back to Virginia. And um, after she got there, their car was repossessed. And I had given her money the day before they repossessed the car. I gave her $100 to pay for their storage. And she called me and she said, they just repossessed my car. And I said, oh my God, how, how far behind are you? And she said about six months. So when I said, well, you know, there's no way that we can help you with that. I'm sorry, we just don't have that kind of money. And she said, no, I, I know I wasn't asking for your help. I just needed to talk to somebody about it. And I said, well, what are you gonna do? Do you have family you can stay with? And she said, no. And, um, you know, they just, they don't want to stay in with them. And so that's not a, an option. And um, I think I left the part out about how they were living in their car. <laughs> so it wasn't just their car that got repossessed. It was their home. And so I, I said, well, what are you going to do? And she said, well, um, I think we're just going to live in our storage. And so that's what they did until the clubs back opened, opened back up. They lived in their storage unit. And um, once clubs opened up, they were able to get a hotel and, and that sort of thing. But those were the stories we were seeing all through COVID. And now um, with second wave and, and all of that, we're right now our clubs are still open and we're praying that they stay open, which I know sounds really weird that, you know, a Christian would pray that the strip clubs stay open, but it's not about the clubs. It's not about the stripping. It's about the women and they need their jobs and I've got nothing better to offer. So there you guys go, man. Um, <laughs> like, I don't even think I can even really, there's anything to add. I mean, you guys can see the impact that this organization has. I mean, obviously they're, you know, giving food, paying bills, all these things. And you just heard the lady say that they're not funded. Um, so if you guys want to donate, go to ministries.org. <laughs> And um, you know, seek Miss James out. Tell, look, tell him Miracle sent you. Yes, yes, Miracle sent you. <laughs> so, so maybe she'll take your call and your email. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I guess I just want to say thank you so much for uh, joining me on God, Sex, and Love. Thanks for you know being part of this conversation or you know being the conversation um, and sharing you know your ministry and everything you're doing. Um, you know, I hope that you know the little bit of contribution that I can do helps it tremendously and um you know I appreciate meeting you I thank you for taking my call accepting my email listening to my story and um yeah I mean you know you know you can call me anytime you need me you know if you need me to tell some young girls just about look I may not have the full-on story but I can say hey I was in this film and it, it also affects you know <laughs> Yeah, we're going to we're gonna get something together one day. We're we're definitely going to do something. We'll see. Look forward to see what it is. Miss <laughs> <laughs> James, I won't be long your time. I just want to say it again. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much. And um, I look forward to having many more conversations with you as well. Yes, absolutely. Thank you very, very much. Solo, a life story told through love and relationships. 
Find out more at cbiztvonline.com. That's cbiztvonline.com.